Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, time for us to have our chat with Vaughn Palmer this morning. Now, Vaughn, of course, the political world, lots of talk about Brian Mulroney this morning. Did, did you have any stories? Yeah, I didn't really cover Brian Mulroney because I was on the provincial political beat, although he overlapped with four of the BC premiers that I covered. So occasionally things would happen here that <coughs> spilled over into federal politics and vice versa, Meech and free trade and so forth. Um, I did, however, get one of his famous telephone calls. So Mulroney was known for working the phones as prime minister and schmoozing uh, from one end of the country to the other. And on September the 14th, 1992, I, uh, my phone rang. I love that you know the date. Well, you'll know why in a minute. And in the uh, uh, voice came on and said, uh, I answered as Vaughn Palmer, and a uh, voice came on and said, hang on, please, for a telephone call from the prime minister. And I must admit, I reacted like the old Bill Cosby sketch. Who is this really, right? Like, why right. would Brian Mulroney be calling me? But when the voice came on, there was no mistaking. <laughs> I don't know if any voice impersonator ever figured out how to do Brian Mulroney, but when you heard that voice, you knew who it was. <clears throat> and here's what happened. My good friend, the editor emeritus of the Vancouver Sun, Bruce Hutchison, had died that day. Uh, Bruce was in his 90s. Mulrooney had named him to the Privy Council. He was the right honorable Bruce Hutchison when he died. And the prime minister had on occasion consulted Bruce on history and constitutional matters. And the other thing he knew was that Bruce was a good friend of mine and mentor. And the prime minister called me to express condolences. He said he imagined that I was a very sad journalist that day. And I was... And that was the extent of the phone conversation. We were in the middle of Meech Lake, in the middle of a constitutional crisis. And I was just on that moment reminded that, uh, as I said, this guy worked the phones like no, like no prime minister before or since. Uh, of all the tributes that came in yesterday, and you've listed some of them, I was quite struck, Simi, by the social media posting from Shane Simpson former B.C. cabinet minister, and quite struck by what he said. Mr. Mulroney, whose policies I rarely agreed with, came from a different era when values meant something, politics were vigorous, debates eloquent, very rarely, though, with the personal vindictiveness of today. He was a from a breed of politicians across parties that the world could use more of. That's an NDP cabinet yeah. minister from BC. I'm quite struck with that. I think he makes a very good point. He really does. And that's what I have found so interesting about watching all of this unfold. And we're going to talk with John Ibbotson about that coming up in the next hour as well. But let's yeah, talk- and One other thing, Sammy, yep. when, you've, when you've been gone from office for more than 30 years, 
<laughs> the obituaries are more generous. I don't know if he'd, if he'd had the bad luck to go back when he left office in 1993. I'm not sure the tributes would have been as well, eloquent or generous. Very true. Very, very <laughs> true, right? The, the lens of time uh, certainly changes things. So, yes, more to come on that. But let's talk as well about some provincial politics this morning. So what is this Surrey Schools announcement that's oh, coming up? Yeah. Oh, boy. So it's only been a week since we got the budget. But you're seeing the government today uh, doing some cleanup on some of the fallout of that budget. So when they released the budget uh, Thursday last, uh, they boasted a great deal about the very ambitious capital plan in the budget. But when we looked at the list of projects, (coughs) new school projects, there was only one on the list, and Surrey's got a huge school crisis, double-decker portables and having to use portable you know, porta potties as washrooms and all that. And there was nothing, no new schools in Surrey. Uh, there was one new school, it was here in Victoria. The minister got asked, and basically she said, Well, you know, uh, we are building some schools in Surrey, and I've been out there to see the modular schools and all that. It, it was an excuse that was not accepted in Surrey, I hear to tell you. So today, 9.30, the education minister is in Surrey to announce uh, some new Surrey school projects. Big surprise. I thought they might hold off to closer to the election campaign to roll out some new schools for Surrey. But I think this is the government going, we better do damage control right away and get that list out. And I think that's what we're going to get at 9.30 this morning. And Good for Surrey. Uh, they know how to make noise out there. Uh, what, there are nine seats in the expanded legislature in Surrey. The NDP hold, what, six or seven seats out already out in mm-hmm. Surrey. So, yeah, this is uh, they're so, worried and they're, yeah. they're playing defense. This is so interesting to me because it's. I think it kind of indicates that whatever tactic they were taking with the way they did the budget last week didn't work. No, no, they're, they're, you know, I will say this government is responsive. It does uh, do uh, keep very well ear close to the ground. And when something's in trouble, they respond quickly. Look at uh, the changes in the Land Act. Uh, look at what they did with the Royal BC Museum. That's I, true. I told one of the NDP cabinet ministers the other day, I said, you know, the big difference between this government and the NDP government of the 1990s was The one in the 1990s was so damn stubborn, it would go right over the cliff with an issue that was out of control. This one responds quickly. And I think to their credit, I think it's one of the reasons that their polling numbers have remained stable. They quickly see a problem. They generally respond fairly quickly as well. Vaughn Palmer this morning. And so more stories out of Surrey, Vaughn. And this whole books to read, not to read, I just don't understand why these school boards are doing this. Well, uh, I find it fascinating, uh, Simi, can you follow this thing in both countries. South of the border, the right wing is busy rampaging through the school districts, removing books from the library uh, for one reason or another, moral questions usually. And the left and the progressives are trying to stand up for against censorship and for free speech and kids having access to good books. And here in Surrey, we get the the other side of the political agenda. The woke folks concerned about other books uh, that are obnoxious and offensive and uh, might frighten some snowflakes and so forth. Um, And in Surrey, you've got, what is it, with a list 
uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, I think is the top of the list. The Mice and Men, uh, one of those books won the Pulitzer and the other one won the Nobel. Uh, but uh, they're not sure that today's students are ready for these books, so they're being okay. restricted. Ridiculous. <laughs> the Premier got asked yesterday. The, the Premier's weekly, or in this case, we, we had two news conferences with David Eby, and semi reporters make up lists of questions for these things because you ask David Eby a question, you might well get a story. And reporters asked him, What did you think of all this in Surrey? And man, did we get a quote. He said, Crazy, isn't it? Weird. Uh, he, he urged the Surrey School Board to rethink what it is doing, to recognize in particular that To Kill a Mockingbird is, I'd say in modern times, one of the most important books ever written about racism and about reconciliation and tolerance and heroism and courage in the face of adversity and all that. And he said, kids should be able to read a book like that. He also said something else that I think it's amazing to me that the would-be advocates of censorship left and right don't recognize. The premier said, you know, as uh, kids with cell phones, and many of them have them, with one click on the keyboard can access stuff online that is far worse than what is in any of these books that's that it right there. people want to restrict access to. That like, is right there. When I heard that, yeah. I thought that's exactly it. Yeah, like, wake up, folks. Books aren't the threat. It's what's there, one click. And the EB government is trying to restrict that. They're bringing in legislation to try to make social media carriers accountable for the stuff they allow whether they'll be able to pull that off, I don't know. But I thought the Premier's best point he made yesterday was, this isn't even where the fight should be. You shouldn't be worried about books in the school library or in the classroom or on the curriculum. Uh, you should be worried about what they're clicking on when they aren't in the library in the classroom. That is so true. Um, also, what's going on with the situation at UBC? I know the Premier had something to say about that, too. Yeah, he did. He got asked about this in the House on Tuesday. So UBC was having uh, UBC Alma Mater Society, the Student Society, had a motion in front of it to hold a referendum that would essentially banish the Jewish student house, Hillel House, from the campus. And so Michael Lee, who's the MLA for Vancouver Langara, got up in the house in question period and asked uh, the new minister of advanced education where she stood on that issue. And the premier, as he sometimes does, took the question and got up. And he said he'd familiarized himself with this issue. And you could tell that he had because of what he said next. He said, I would urge the Alma Mater Society to reject the idea of this referendum, to take a stand that welcomes the Jewish Student Society on the campus and not threaten it essentially with eviction, to avoid dividing British Columbia on this issue. And he said, don't do this. Interestingly enough, uh, I was struck by the coverage on NW the next morning, uh, the AMS took the Premier's advice. I think the Premier had checked it out and knew that was coming, and I commend him for his research. 
But in any event, uh, it was one of those things here where we avoided something that could have embittered and divided the campus. They made the right decision and they took the premier's very good advice on it. Okay, so kind of a couple of hits there, I would say, yeah, for the premier yeah. this week. Yeah, no, as I said to you, Simi, you know, the, the one thing about David Eby, and he's had two news conferences this week, and they're all this current format now. You know, most of them, uh, we don't have big travel budgets, so most many of them, especially press gallery, we cover them by phone. We dial in. Uh, we've all got our list of questions. And as I said, you know, you, you ask David Eby a question, he tends to be very well briefed. He tends to know don't very often hear him unprepared, and often he'll say something, this is an election year after all, that will generate a news story. So it's uh, pretty good pickings, uh, whatever else you think about what's going on. In fact, you tend to get more stuff hmm. out of these news conferences, Simi, than you do out of question period, where most of the time the government's answers are there are to give nothing to the opposition parties and simply remind the opposition particularly BC United, that when they were in government, they destroyed British Columbia and the New Democrats have been trying to clean up the mess ever since. So you don't get much out of question period. You do get a lot out of uh, news conference. It's a very effective way at resetting the conversation. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and, you know, it's election year. So we're like, yeah. we're trying to follow this dynamic day by day and not get too far ahead of the curve because... Uh, yeah, it's not over till it's over. Uh, we discovered that in 2013. Don't assume the election's over till the votes are counted. Uh, and uh, we've been reminded of that uh, from time to time. We are. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Thanks, Simi. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun. I will be watching very closely today to see what that whole announcement is for Surrey schools. I know there's a lot of parents, teachers, administrators, everybody who wants to see that situation improve. Will this be what was missing in the budget last week? We'll keep it tuned in here for the very latest on that.